Alright, what's up guys? Matt here and welcome back to another episode of Mastering You, the Lifestyle Performance Podcast. We've got a different type of episode today. Okay, so today I'm giving you exclusive access to a workshop that I've never opened up to the public before. It's always just been a paid members only workshop. But we had some good news this week. We had some good news. <laughs> uh, finally, we are able to open our gyms on the 25th of July. And I was kind of preempting this, as you probably heard in the previous podcasts. So I thought it'd be a great time to open this up to the public so everyone can plan out a master plan for the next 90 days to absolutely crush your fitness results if you've been gaining some weight if you've been building some bad habits over this very difficult challenging time then now is the time to reset your mindset okay and you know transform your body potentially as well so i have a framework that i use with our members that i'm sharing with you to help you do that and help you do that pretty simply we just basically break things down into simple chunks Okay, so if you don't know where to start, this podcast is going to be absolutely perfect for you. So I hope you enjoy it. If you want to get hold of one of the copies of the workbooks that I discuss at the start, you can email us at admin at lifestyle-pt.co.uk. You can get hold of one and we'll send one over. Remember, just one last thing, just remember that it is a workshop, so there's going to be some pauses in this episode where you need to be doing the work, okay? So I actually give you some time to do the work that needs to be done on yourself, okay? So it's a very different type of episode from that standpoint. Hope you enjoy it. Let me know how you get on, and I'll see you real soon. Here we go then, guys. T90 time. So we haven't done one of these for a while. And I was thinking about doing it a few weeks ago um, when I started to get excited about gyms opening. <laughs> and then we got some bad news. They wanted to open all the pubs and get everyone drunk and <laughs> rather than get everyone fit. But apparently today they've decided that sense is required and uh, gyms are going to be reopening soon. So I, I kind of... I sort of preempted that this would happen a little bit. And I thought, well, you know, in preparation for us reopening at Kettering, Northampton, uh, it's probably a really good time to uh, start thinking about setting some goals again. Um, you know, because, I mean, let's face it, if we, to do this like eight weeks ago or even six weeks ago, for many people, you know, you, there's so much uncertainty. You, it's almost hard to think about setting any goals, right? Because don't know, you know where can we go what can we do um so so yeah you know hopefully there's uh some light at the end of the tunnel and we're starting to um see some progress in things so the t90 i'm just looking at everyone kim um is a used to be an lpt member and um so she may have been to one of these before i'm not sure i think natalia maybe came to did you come give me a thumbs up natalia did you come no so 
I, I actually ran my first 290 about seven years ago now, a long time ago. Um, I've been doing them off and on. The idea is, is really to um, choose an amount of time that you can kind of focus on. So if I said to you, right, you know, um, what's your goals for 12 months time? It's such a long time away that, you know, it's very easy to kind of lose um, the motivation to achieve that goal. And, and not, not to mention, forget about all the goals that you set, right? Now, the flip side to that is if you set a seven day goal, so a really short term goal, you know, that, that can work, but there's only so much you can achieve in terms of results. You know, if your goal is weight loss, for instance, you know, let's face it, you're going to lose, what, three or four pounds, maybe seven pounds if you really detox hard in seven days. Um, but 90 days is it's a good sweet spot. I think it's probably why businesses use that every quarter. Um, th that was really where I kind of got the idea. You know, a lot of what I implement is, is just from learning about how businesses work, you know, and one of the things that they do is they, they look at their KPIs, they look at you know, how things are progressing. And I always said, well, because I used to work, I used to do a lot of PT with a lot of high level business owners, like multi-millionaires. And they would always be talking about all of how they, they structure things. And I used to sort of call them out on it. And I was like, well, you know, you're, you've got so much structure and so much order in your life when it comes to making millions of pounds of money, you know, why, why are you not using any of those same structures or skills in your life, in your personal life, in, with your health, with the thing that, you know, not, not financials doesn't matter, but you know, without your health, what's, what's the point of having a million quid in the bank? Right. So, and they would be like, Oh yeah, yeah. You know, maybe I should, maybe I should do that. And so that was what sort of triggered the idea of getting people to think about, setting their goals every 90 days, looking at their KPIs for their life. You know, how's my sleep doing? How's my health doing? How's my blood pressure doing? You know, how's my nutrition doing? How's my weight management doing? And, um, and just kind of reflecting on it and, being, and taking an objective view. That, for me, that is one of the biggest things you can do for your health and well-being is have the ability to look at things from an objective stance. So look at things from like a bird's eye view. Because when you're in the game all the time, you know, you're struggling day to day, you, you're, you are literally in the game. So you're, you become very reactive. You know, you're, you can't make as good decisions as when. I, I bet, I mean, put, you put a thumbs up here if you're better at giving advice than actually following your own advice. <laughs> so Natalia's everyone all the ladies have put their hands up to that one right it's, yeah and I think we all we're all better at that right we're all better at giving advice than following our own advice um, but you know if you're if you can improve your ability to be objective about your progress then you get way better at that you, you can actually be better at taking your own advice um, and you know, the whole goal of, of this really is um, have a look at the first slide. Is to yeah create a better future every ninety days using the structures. So with this, uh, you know, kind of try and keep it to about an hour. You know, so in the next hour in this workshop, got a few goals. So give you more clarity, less overwhelm. You know, a structured ninety day plan. So it's going to be um, you know 
an, an overarching structure. You know, we're not going to be able to go into every single detail and every diff, different tactic and strategy for every single one of you. That's where, that's where the process of coaching comes through longer term. But what we can do is give you an overall arching structure that you can, you, that's going to give you some clarity about, okay, where do I start? You know, I get so many people say that they feel like they've, they've moved so far backwards that they don't know where to start. So having a system, having a structure, you know, gives you order and removes the chaos. Um, so how are we going to do it? We're going to, you know, inspire. So we're going to help you improve what we call the four C's, clarity, certainty, confidence, and commitment towards your goals. Uh, plan, turn an easy, easy to follow month by month structure. And uh, we're gonna talk a little bit about mindset. And then also some coaching. So, you know, I, I'm gonna be opening up to some questions. So if you've got any questions about your individual sort of struggles or goals, you know, um, because here's the thing, right? Here's the thing I've learned from 12 years of coaching. 80% of what you need to do to get the results that you want come from information that you already have in your head. Okay, roughly, it's not an exact science, but generally 80% of, of what you need to do, you already know. You don't need me to tell you, okay? There is that other 20% that, that comes through education, comes through learning, um, et cetera, et cetera. Now, even the 80%, even though you probably have it in your brain already, um, it, takes, it can take coaching, it can take work, it can take personal development to filter all that information into making some form of sense, okay? So even though you, you probably do know the answer, you know, going through structures and, and having some coaching and having some conversations with people will really help you. Okay. Um, and then if you do stay to, to the end, anyone watching this, um, you, you'll get the 10 step follow-up workbook. So I've, I've created like another PDF, PDF that kind of overviews everything that we're going to go through and you can kind of use it as a, as a sort of um, accountability and, and a refresh. So every time you kind of think, oh, um, that was really good, that hour when I learned all that stuff about my goals, but I can't remember hardly any of it now. <laughs> you know, I need a bit of a refresh. So, you know, that I, I've created that for you guys. Okay, so, um, so let's talk about transformation uh, because that's our sort of key word at LPT. So when we're talking about transformation, what we're really talking about is installing new positive habits and changes in behaviors. Would you agree? Give me a thumbs up if you would agree with that. Yeah? Basically, that's all it comes down to, right? Is, is you know, transforming your habits and behaviors. And that, that just makes life a lot easier. In the same way it works against us, when we build bad habits, we start transforming our lives in a, in a not so good way. We can do it the alternative way. Um, I've missed off one of the C's here, but the four C's for transformation, um, in my, my opinion, is clarity, certainty, confidence. And the last one I missed off here on the slide is commitment. You've got to be committed to the goal. What's the corny quote? Um, a goal without commitment is just a dream or something like that. Yeah, makes a lot of sense though, even though it's corny. Um, so... So in terms of goals, 
what, the first thing I wanted to quickly talk about is, is what I call an internal versus external bias. Okay, so what that means is without even realizing it quite often, particularly in today's sort of society um, with social media and or media in general, telling us this is what you should be, this is how things should be, okay? It's easy to be, without realizing it, influenced, um, which is why they call them influencers. Um, it's easy for us to be influenced by influence, influencers, right? Or, or even, um, yeah, influencers, not just people, um, but corporations, etc. And so it's really important when you're setting goals, I think, to get really clear on what the bias is to yourself. What do you actually want? Okay. And getting really clear on that. So hence the slide. So people who are clear, and this is the four C's right here. People who are clear and have absolute certainty on why they are installing new habits and behaviors, they become more confident and committed to achieving their goals. Okay. Um, whereas the external bias is people that are not clear on why they're installing the new habits, behaviors, and those people that get distracted or, or they just conform to other people's behaviors, you know, of others, they don't achieve their goals. You know, if you're trying to conform to what you think you should be doing because you've seen some new celebrity do that diet or so-and-so's lost this amount of weight, Mary, she did the, the XYZ raspberry, whatever diet, you know, you know, do what feels right for you. Okay. And I'm, by the way, I'm all for experimenting. So experimenting is super important. You know, I think too often people just stick with the same thing. You know, they, they, they expect to achieve change without actually making any changes. And they just hope that one day it's just going to magically work. And it, obviously it never does. Um, so my mission basically would just uh, over the next 50 minutes now is for you guys just to leave with what I call an internal bias to achieving your own goals. And that's through optimizing the four C's. Okay. So let's get straight into it. Um, if you haven't already, then definitely have a notepad handy pen and paper. Um, ah, it's good. Uh, so step one, step one is the, um, the vision. So the whole point of this guys is to create a stronger, more motivational, powerful, purposeful vision for yourself in the next 90 days. So if you were to wake up in 90 days time, how do you want to look, move, feel differently? Okay. Now this is where I am going, I am going to shut up at certain points during this workshop, right? Because if I just keep jabbering on, you don't get time to think. Okay. Um, so uh, I'm going to, let me just see what the next slide is. Okay. So the next slide is, is, is actually going to help you. So just to help you with building this vision and you can start writing this out already. So if there's anything that just came to your mind immediately, that said, ah, oh, do you know what? I want this in the next 90 days. I want this next 90 days. And there's, there's something that I, a mantra that I use to myself, and I've started using it with coaching clients, is want what you want. 
Okay, write that down. Want what you want. Want what you want, okay? Um, the reason, what, what that means is so many people when they're setting goals is they, that before they even put pen to paper, they start to think about all the obstacles and challenges that will get in the way of achieving that goal. And the issue with that is you're not even giving yourself any time to think about the possibilities that would overcome those obstacles. So even if the goal that you set is completely not achievable, just put it down on paper first. Okay, work out the logistics of it later. So that's what want what you want what you want basically means. Um, so just to help you with this whole kind of you know vision, basically. I'm not overly keen, if I'm honest, on the, the whole terminology of vision because it sounds a little bit airy-fairy, but ultimately, all, I, all, all we want to try and do is get clearer on what the next 90 days looks like. The DRA coaching framework is one that I use to help people. So DRA stands for define, refine, align. So you can write this down. This, this is a really good um, framework to come back to, you know, probably like... I would use the DRA framework, you know, at least once a month, okay? Because what the framework does is it, it's, a, it's a never ending loop. You, you never finish, okay? And that, that, that's, that goes with life, right? You know, you achieve one goal, the grass is always green and you wanna achieve something else. Um, so define, start with define. So define is basically what do you actually want? Okay, so I'm, this is the point where I'm gonna sort of shut up for about a minute or two. I want you to write down at least five of your most important goals for the next 90 days and beyond, because even if you've got, you, you, some of you may have a, a goal that isn't achievable in 90 days, but you could work towards it in 90 days, okay? But it needs to be a goal that can be achievable in at least 90 days or beyond. Okay, so I'm going to shut up for about a minute or so now. Just give you a little bit of time to think about that. I can have a bit of my uh, raspberry lemonade ketone. Okay, cool. So, um, and by the way, you know, what you might want to do is, is write down some of these action point uh, questions and slides because I guarantee, or you can just take a screenshot with your phone or something like that or, or whatever, but I guarantee you won't have the, the answers to some of these questions immediately. Um, that, that's the thing with, you know, anything like this. It, it's not something you can always just, have the answer to straight away. Uh, you know, coaching can take a long time to get real results, but this, this, is, this is the process, guys. It's the process we need to go through. So that's define. 
That's more of a defining type of, of question. Refinement is more about what don't you want, okay? So refinement can be a number of different things, but what don't you want is a, is a really good way of refining the process of what you do want, okay? Because let, let's say, for instance, I just asked you that last question. You're like, you know what? I really don't know what I want. I'm kind of like, quite I want this, kind of want that. But actually, once you once you say what you what you don't want, what what you fed up with, you know, what you don't you want in your life anymore, you know, that actually helps refine the process and say, oh, okay, I know what I want now because I know what I don't want. So if you can think of a, at least sort of three to five things that you don't want. By the way, any time that you've got any questions on any of these. Just come off mute, hit me up, and we're, we'll um, answer them. So, you know, it could be, I uh, don't want to feel like this way anymore. And then, then you might have to ask, answer, sorry, ask a deeper question. What is that feeling you don't want to feel anymore? So maybe then you say, oh, I don't want to feel self-conscious about my body image. I don't, I'm, just, I'm just thinking of different examples here, okay? Or maybe you don't want to have sugar cravings anymore. Don't, maybe you don't want to feel like you can't wear the clothes that you want to wear. Okay. Maybe you don't want to work the hours that you're working or the job that you're working. You know, so there's, there's loads of different ways that you can, you know, um, ask this question. And, it, and this, is, this is all just going back to that first C, guys. It's just trying to gain clarity. Yeah, get clearer on what we're trying to achieve. And then we've got the last one, so align. So once you start to work through that process of defining what you do want, refining what you don't want, then you can align a plan, okay? So I haven't actually really changed the plan in seven years, the, the goal setting plan framework that we use. I call it the LMF framework, okay? LMF stands for look, move, feel. The reason why we go for that is because 99% of LPT members want to look, move, and feel better. Okay, you know, so that that's that's our main lane that we stay in. You know, now fair enough, you may have relationship goals, you may have career goals, you may have hobby goals. There might be goals outside of this, um, but for the purposes of this workshop, we're really focusing on health and wellness in the main. So we're looking at the LMF. Okay. So what, what I want you to do is I want you to look at the goals that you wrote down initially when we defined those five top ones or more. And I want you to start to see if you can categorize them. Okay, you might not be able to categorize all of them, but if you can categorize them into look, move, and feel goals, right? So just, just to give you an idea of a look, move, feel goal, what that actually is. A look goal is... Um, it, firstly, we're going to start with outcome goals, but a look goal is like an aesthetic goal. Okay, so it's, you know, I've, I put a couple of examples on this slide here. So a look goal could be, you know, to lose two stone and get into my size 10 jeans. You know, that's just an example, but that is a, that's what we class as a look goal. Um, losing weight, that doesn't count. We need to be a lot more specific than that. So our first big goal, by the way, is we're looking at the, the outcome goals. And, the, and if you've got the, uh, the workbook download, you can actually use that. Uh, if you print it off, you can actually put this down to paper. And what you're gonna do is you're gonna go to day 90 
the three-month goal. And you'll find there'll be three columns. There'll be a look column, a move column, and a feel column, okay? If you go to the look column, you're gonna write down specifically what your goal is for 90 days time, okay? Again, you don't have to do this right now. You can have a little think about it. Um, but, you know, to, to give you an idea, you know, if it's weight loss, for instance, you're going to be working if it's if it's weight specifically you're going to be working around the spectrum of two to four pounds per week you know in weight loss so if you times whatever you go for by 12 weeks that's going to give you a rough idea of of, of the maximum amount of weight that you can lose in three months maybe you, you you're happy with your weight but you just want to tone up a little bit more okay the problem with tone up as a, as a kind of goal is it's a little bit airy fairy. It's not very specific. So you need to, you need to be clear yourself on how you will measure that. Okay. So maybe you will just measure it visually, you know, may, maybe, but, but even if you measure it visually, you should still put a metric on it. Okay. So if you take some before pictures today, you know, and you look at those and you, you sort of, say out of one to 10, how happy am I with those pictures? And you say, okay, well, 10 out of 10 would be really happy. One out of 10, not, I need to really, <laughs> I really need to get to work, right? So, you know, you might say, okay, well, I'm a three or a four. So that'd be your starting point. And then you ask the question, well, where, what would be my goal for 90 days time? You know, you might say, well, I'm probably not gonna get to a 10 out of 10, okay? You know, because I, I know I've got to lose maybe two, three, four, however many stone it is. Um, but I'd be happy if I could get to an eight out of 10, if I could be really happy. And you can, if you can visualize what that would look like, you know, when you look in the mirror and you actually, what you're doing then is you're actually using like a visualization technique. You're actually kind of projecting yourself into the future and you're starting to imagine yourself in the future. And this is where things start to manifest. You know, I'm not, I'm not saying that word even like airy fairy is you're literally starting to think about what's possible. Okay. So that, that's the look goal. Then the move goal is, you know, uh, again, the move goals are actually easier generally to get more specific on because let's say you want to run a 5k in sub 25 minutes. Okay. That's, that's a really easy goal to put a number on. Okay. Or maybe your goal is, is not, that maybe it's just to to run a 5k or jog a 5k without you know stopping you know it could be a, a move goal is anything that's physical so it could be that you're you maybe you're a bit like me maybe you've been suffering with some injury i've had a back problem for like three or four months i've been working on it so my move goal has not been anything performance based so you know, when I say performance-based, I've not been trying to achieve any personal bests for a good six or seven months now. My move goal has literally been to move better. Okay, so I've been doing lots of core work, um, lots of glute strengthening work. My move goal is to be able to touch my toes, touch the floor with ease, and move through basic movements without back pain. So that's a very specific um, goal because I can measure it by saying, do I have back pain or not? you know, um, uh, but some, you know, if you don't, if you're not suffering with any injury at the moment, 
Maybe you've got a different kind of goal. The, the key when you're setting your look, move, and feel goals is, number one, you, you kind of want them to overlap a little bit, okay? Because if they overlap, then they actually work together, okay? So if your look goal is to gain 10 pounds of muscle, okay, but your move goal is to run a half marathon in under two hours, they, they, don't, they don't align, okay? If you're going to be training and doing loads of running, then you're going to be losing weight. So you're not going to gain 10 pounds of muscle, okay? So you ideally want to try and get your look, move, and feel goals to have a bit of an overlap, okay? I'm just going to give you a few, another minute or two, um, so if you haven't already, to write down um, some look, move, and feel goals. At this point, if you want to quickly ask any questions on these, you know, because this, this is an area where it can be like, oh, coach, I'm not sure. You know, I'm thinking about this, but I'm not sure. Is this a good goal or is this a good goal? You know, so feel free to just put your hand up and I'll, I'll come off mute or you can pull yourself off mute and we can go through it. Otherwise, get those, get, get those down. What, what I recommend you doing is writing a few down and then picking the one that's most motivating to you. Yeah, so you might have a goal to like lose a stone in weight. You might have a goal to drop a dress size. You might have a goal to um, you know, lose a body fat percentage amount. You might have a goal just to be happy with your, your, how you look in the mirror. And then, and then get clear on which goal would be the most motivating to you. By the way, sometimes some of these goals is like, oh, I'm happy, I'm good. My goal is maintenance. You know, maintenance is a goal that isn't talked about enough. Um, and the reason why I'm so, I think this is such an important point is because maintenance should be the goal. That should be the long game goal, yeah? Once you get to a, let's say you get to a window of, of maintenance, like a goal where you're happy with, with your weight, with how you feel, with your energy levels, then the goal is maintenance because you don't want to spend like, you know, so many people spend their whole life on a diet or their whole life chasing something, right? That, that's no fun. You know, you, it doesn't give you any margin. So I, I always recommend people get to a certain level in weight, unless you're an, a competitive athlete or you're trying to win some sort of, you know, award. You know, LPT, we don't work with athletes. We work with everyday people that just want to have more energy, live a good life, you know, um, maybe improve their longevity, etc. cetera. I, I always recommend having a bit of a, giving yourself a margin. So maybe four, five, six pounds margin. So, you know, you know, when you get to that certain weight, we all know what it is. And then it's like, ah, oh, I need to take action. You know, I've been, I've been slacking. I've been eating too much crap. I've been drinking a, a few too many glasses of vino. You know, once you need to know what that, that, that number is or that, what that feeling is, it could be a feeling, it could be a number, and then you, you need to take action. Okay. Um, <clears throat> okay. Oh, I missed, uh, so feel goals as well, super important, okay? So you know, how do you want to feel? Again, you can use the define, refine, align to help you with this. So 
how do I want to feel? Well, a good way of answering that is how don't I want to feel? What feelings are you having on a regular basis that you're a bit pissed off about? You're like, I don't feel like that anymore. You know, that will give you the answer to how you do want to feel. Okay, so get those down as well. And hopefully, put your hands up if you've got at least one look goal for 90 days time, one move goal, and one feel goal. Good. Kim's got, got one of each. Tyler's got one of each. Louise got one of each. Awesome. Fantastic. I'm not sure where Erica has gone. She's hiding. Okay. Awesome. That's really good. So um, next thing we have to do is we need to put together a bit of a plan. You know, what, what habits and behaviors, to, and this is where that 80% rule comes in. Okay. This is where I'm not giving you the answers. I'm going to make you think about the answers. Okay. Cause you know, most of the answers to this question, right? So list the habits, just have a little bit of a brainstorm on a bit of paper list the habits that you feel will most positively influence those goals that you've just written down. And this is where I'm going to shut up again. Okay, so, <clears throat> so typically, I mean, you know, don't have to get complicated with this. You know, if, if you, one of your goals is, you know, weight loss or health, whatever, you know, I mean, those of you that have done, gone through our six-week program, you should already know, <laughs> you should already know our top big five. Yeah. A big five on the perfect 10. So getting your two liters of water in a day, minimum, you know, getting your 10,000 steps in minimum, getting 10 minutes of what we call metabolic movement a day, minimum, you know, having a decompression habit in your day, something that's going to make you be present, something that's going to de-stress you, you know, whether it's some, you know, some deep breathing, whether it's reading a book, going for a, an easy walk, you know, that's going to bring you back to the present moment. So you're not, you're not sitting in a monkey brain mode all the time. Okay. But there's going to be habits and behaviors that will, you know, that, that will be different to as well. You know, th those are the big five in LPT, but there's obviously this, there's many, many habits that we can develop. You know, if you've got a sugar craving, then maybe your habit is to choose X, Y, Z, a piece of fruit or, a, you know, instead of a bag of crisps, you know, the, the, just, just have a real good brainstorm over which ones that you feel. You, this is the key question. Um, the, the key word in that last question is which one do you most positively think you can influence? Okay because that word is very personal to the person. 
you know, some people will feel, yeah, I can really do this. I, I've done this before. Whereas if, you know, if, if I say to someone else, do meditation or do journaling, they'll be like, oh, that would take some work. Okay. So, and what we what basically, so the, the big difference here, guys, to what we did before, let's just kind of summarize where we've got to so far. Right. So, so far we've been setting outcome goals. Okay. What we're doing now is we're setting what we call process goals. Okay. So the process goals are, 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 are basically goals within the process. Okay. To, to be blunt. Yeah. And, and this is why this point's so important again is because, you know, I've met so many people over the years, they only ever set outcome goals. You know, that they'll, whether particularly New Year's resolutions and stuff like that, it's like, oh, this is the year I'm going to get fit. I'm going to run a marathon. I'm going to lose three stone, you know, and then they have one bad day or one bad week. And then they're like, oh, failed, you know. And so, it, and that's the problem. When you only have the one goal, the, the, the outcome goal, then it's failure happens like the moment anything goes wrong. Whereas if you can set smaller little like wins, little process goals along the way, then if you do have a bad day or if you do have a bottle of wine and a takeaway, you're like, ah, oh, this week, my process goal of having only 20% of processed foods, right? I didn't, I didn't achieve that goal this week. So next week I need to refine, I need to pick up my game. Okay. So mentally from a mindset point of view it puts so much less pressure on yourself when you set these smaller weekly or even daily process goals types targets because you can you, you can basically pivot you can you can try be objective this comes all the way back to being objective about your progress so so you know um a simple process goal for weight loss on a weekly basis, um, on this slide I'll put here is, is, to, is to do what we do on Keystone, which is to aim to be within 20% of your weekly calorie target, okay? Um, you know, maybe it's, maybe it's the, to hit at least 60,000 steps a week, you know? Ideally, you'd go for 70,000, because that'd be the 10,000 a day, but you, know, you, you might account for not being perfect every day. So you might start at 50,000 or 60,000. Okay, so that this is the key. So what we're doing here, guys, is we're basically we're, we're setting the, the, the goals and the habits and the behaviors that align with the, um, the outcome goals. Now, one thing to take into account when you're doing this is you, you, need, to do, you need to start to reverse engineer those outcome goals first. Okay. Um, so what I mean by that is, let's say that you said, right, I want to lose three stone in three months. I'm just saying that number because that, that works with my level of maths, okay? So that would be an average of one stone per month. Even I can work that out, yeah? So, so that would be your goal, is your outcome goal. And this is on the workbook, by the way. So you would set a process goal for 90 days, okay, which would be three stone. Your process goal, sorry, your outcome goal for 90 days would be three stone if, you're, if that was your weight loss goal. For 60 days, it would be two stone, okay? 
and then for the first month it would be just a stone uh, just a little caveat on that though if your goal if you're listening to this and your goal is weight loss you know you're going to find that first stone easier to lose so you, you probably want to aim to lose a little bit more however much it is in the first month and you probably want to account for not losing so much in month three okay as we lose weight it becomes harder to lose more weight as and that goes for the same with anything whether you're trying to reduce your body fat percentage you're trying to drop a clothes size you're trying to you know lose that extra little um bit around the hips or the bum okay so you know just to just account for that same goes a little bit with your fitness as well so you know you might have heard like the term beginner gains so a lot of people will achieve some really sometimes miraculous kind of like feats of um, fitness improvement in the first month or six weeks of training and then things start to to kind of uh, plateau a little bit you know this is why with an athlete like a top class athlete if, if they can improve their performance by like 0.3 percent that's huge okay whereas someone that's like just starting out in health and fitness you know 0.3 percent is, is like that would be classed as a massive failure how weird how funny is that the, the sort of the dichotomy of that okay so this is really important is is getting clear what is my process goal so you know um th those of you that have a mood you, you all said that you have an outcome goal a move goal and a feel goal. So your next thing, if you haven't already done it, is I want you to set at least one process goal, okay, for each of these categories. Now, you know, ideally you would do this per month and per week, maybe even a day, okay? But just, just write down what you feel you might have the most confidence and the most influence over right now. You know, um, so I'm just gonna shut up again. Again, just asking this question if you need to come off or if you've got any questions, feel free um, to ask. Put your hand up if anyone has any, uh, if anyone's happy to share any of their goals. No, that's all right. <laughs> if you have any questions though, just like in terms of, well, what, you know, I'm not quite sure what habits would align with this goal or anything like that, um, then, then that's absolutely cool. But but ultimately, as you can see, what we're working from is a habit-based approach to achieving your goals, okay? Now, the next part of this, which is really important, is you know, when you're creating a plan, so far all we've focused on is imagining that we're just going to write it down and follow it to the letter, all right? When was the last time you ever just wrote something down exactly how you wanted it and you did it. Okay. Mm, yeah. Doesn't happen, right? You know, life gets in the way. We get distracted. Other things crop up. 
other things, usually anything that's easier than doing the work that we need to do or, or taking action on the things that we need to do, it's, it's just a, a, what we need to do as well like, is really be clear that don't be hard on yourself because people get, people are so hard on themselves about not doing things like every single day I write down a list of things I want to get done and I'm always gobsmacked. I mean, maybe now and again, I will, but I'm always like, I can never do the stuff that I write down. <laughs> and I'm like, I've wrote five things down and I've got three done again. How is that possible? Um, and, but I'm not, I'm not hard on myself. Like, you know, I, cause I, I realize that it, it is just human nature and, you, and all you can do is just be intentional and just try try your best and listen if you get a strike rate of three out of five things every day that you got to focus on that's much better than actually having nothing that you focus on and achieving nothing which is a lot of what a lot of people do that they start the day without any intention of doing something that's going to be positive for their health and wellness you know um and that's a that's a big issue so just starting out your day and this is one of the the sort of life hacks i recommend that you do is is even what i tend to do is i'll write a list two twice i'll write it on a sunday for the week ahead and then i'll write a list of things the night before because i find that things change each day so i could i could have this master plan of things i want to focus for the coming week but then X, Y, Z happens on Monday and that throws all of that out the window. You know, my little boy's sick and he's off nursery. So then I've got to be homeschooling my little girl and my little boy. And then I've got to, you know, so you, you can only like, particularly those of you that are parents as well, you know, like things can just change like that, right? So personally, Sunday, like every night before I go to bed, I'll just write down a list of things. I'll review that list again in the morning because I'll have a clearer head. Okay, and then I'll be like, oh, I don't know why I wrote that down. These are the three things I'm going to focus on today. Okay, um, and 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 it would include everything. You know, nothing, nothing. You know, whether it's work, work based, fitness based. You know, what are the three or four most important things to you? Get them down on paper. Review them at the end of the day. What did I do? Carry it over to the next day. Um, and I'll, I'll we'll share a few like different resources. So I use the success wizard. It's called the productivity wizard app. I've actually upgraded to the pro version, but um, uh, it, it is really cool. It has a journal feature. It has a goal setting feature. So you could in theory, if I can show you my screen, okay, you can in theory set your, your outcome goals. So if you don't want to use the workbook and you don't want to do it on written paper, you know, you could, you could set your outcome goals and then it actually allows you to set um, uh, like a milestones towards those outcome goals. And then when you put your, um, what you want to do in your diary, okay, you can link that up with your normal calendar. But you, what, what's really cool is when you put in a task on, on this, uh, this calendar, it asks you what level of priority it is. So is it normal, high, or really high? Okay. And it will even allow you to link that with one of your goals. So the reason why I really like that is because you're 
when you're actually saying you're going to do something and you put it in your diary, when you link it to one of your big outcome goals, you're far, trust me, you're far more likely to actually carry it out because you've actually identified a, a meaning and reason to it. Okay. Um, so, so yeah, getting back to the point of doing all this and how do we get around the chaos of life? Well, this is where you need to do the last bit of the planning. Okay. The last bit of the planning is you need to do another brainstorm. One last brainstorm. What are the challenges and obstacles that you're likely to face? Okay. Because now you know what your goals are and now you know what some of the actions are. You probably haven't finished that work yet. That will take some time. You'll need to do a bit more work on that. Okay. But now we're getting a good grasp of of what the goals are and what the plan is, what are the likely challenges that are going to come up? And the way you can answer this question is, well, you ask yourself the question, what are the challenges that have come up in the past? Okay, that, that would be how I would answer that question. So maybe it's that you, you know, time is an issue. Okay, so that what you want to do to start with is you want to categorize it. You don't want to get too deep on it. Just say time is an issue. Motivation is an issue. You know, um, nutrition, I fall off the wagon. I stop batch cooking. Whatever it is, write down those. Okay, and then we need to refine. We need to define and refine those further. We need to understand and do what we call what my, one of my coaches says, he, he calls it diagnosing the problem because everyone always wants to diagnose what the solution is, but you need to diagnose the problem. So if time management or time is an issue and you, you're telling yourself, oh, I haven't got the time to exercise. I haven't got the time to cook healthy foods. I haven't got the time to meditate. I haven't got time to journal. I haven't got time for the kids. I haven't got <laughs> you can go on and on and on, but you know, what, what, how much time are you spending to actually find out how you can get more time? That's probably the most valuable time you can spend. And, and that's what we call diagnosing the problem. Okay. So, and, and why this is so important, uh, I did a live on this, you might have heard me talk about the other day, is you're preempting the likelihood of what's going to happen. Okay. So, you know, you finish this, this uh, workshop tonight, you've got, an outcome goal for your 90 days. You've got a plan with some habits and behaviors to follow. And then the shit hits the fan. <laughs> the proverbial shit hits the fan. Things come up, you know, in the way and, and get in the way, you know, but if you can preempt that and you're like, you're almost expecting it to some extent and you have a plan B for it, you have a bit of a plan, then you can be like, oh, okay, I knew, I knew this was going to happen and I've got a plan for it. Guess what that's going to do? That's going to make you even more motivated because you've already thought this through. You've been so organized that you've not only planned what you want, but you've planned what you don't want to happen. Okay. And the other big factor is you don't do what 95% of people do, which is they end up self-sabotaging. Yeah, they, they have one bad experience or something happens, they have a bad night, you know, they, they do something like that they shouldn't have done, like they 
order a crappy pizza or takeaway that they didn't even enjoy, okay, a bottle of wine or two, you know, um, and, and they're like, oh, God, I'm never going to achieve that 90-day goal that I set, yeah? But if you can, if you can say, okay, well, I knew this was going to happen, and this is my three-step formula for what I'm going to do when it happens. So, you know, you need, you need to have that ready at hand just so that and – and the thing is, by having that ready at hand, the likelihood is you're less likely to actually, um, you know, actually fall, fall for it in the first place, okay? you're more likely just to stay on track because you're so prepared for it. So I'm just going to, again, I'm going to just take a moment to just to kind of shut up a little bit and let you uh, think about, think about that. Think about well, what, what likely will happen. How am I going to deal with it? Ultimately how we react to something. I wrote something down earlier, which I was reading earlier. I found something. Um, I thought was you know, I, I, kind of profound to me. So where is it? Stress doesn't come from the bad outcome or the situation. Stress comes from the meaning of the outcome or situation that you attach to it. How, <laughs> how timely is that? Let me read that again. So stress doesn't come from the bad outcome or the situation that you're in. Stress comes from the meaning or the outcome, the situation. So, I mean, that you know, I think I just read that and I thought that's really timely. You know, people are losing their jobs at the moment. People are having their, their lives kind of, um, you know, pretty much transformed, not, not all for the good. And, you know, let's say you just lost your job. You could, how are you attaching meaning to that? You could say, well, I've lost my job. You know, the world's going to end. Or you could, you could, the meaning you could attach to it could be, you know, ah, oh, this is a great opportunity. You know, this is a great opportunity to grow. This is a great opportunity to, to, to do something different, to do something better. Yeah. Um, so that, that's something to think about. How can you change the meaning to things that you find that normally that you would find really stressful, you know, and kind of would put you backwards? How could you try and turn that meaning into something a lot more positive? Okay. Um, and, and falling off the diet wagon is quite a good example of that. You know, you could say, you know, I can't do this. It's too hard. Or you could say, oh, actually, I'm going to learn from this. Um, I've learned that this is what triggered that behavior. This is what triggered me to buy that takeaway or drink that alcohol. And that was interesting. I'm going to try something different. Okay, um, so, so just to summarize everything we've gone through there, guys. So we started with a vision. Hopefully at this point, um, we've got a bit more clarity, okay? A bit more clarity on, on how we want things to look in 90 days time, okay? We've started to put together a bit of a plan of action. So, you know, you've got your 90-day goals there, okay? Breaking those 90-day goals down, into 30, 60 day goals. We categorize those goals into look goals, move goals, and feel goals. But don't worry if you haven't done all of that, okay? This is a bit of a work in progress, okay? 
Um, and then we've started to identify what are the habits and the behaviors required to actually achieve um, your goals, okay? As well as preempting the potential struggles that we're gonna face. Okay, cool. So um, now a few sort of success strategies just to help you. Uh, we, we use obviously the perfect 10 at LPT. Uh, if you wanna find out more about that, then, then you need to ask me um, sort of privately, but this is what we call our sort of level one nutrition and lifestyle coaching formula with the five habits that I mentioned earlier. Um, the perfect 10 is just a very simple framework, but it helps you just really nail down the basics of a, of a healthy well, you know, health and wellness life. Um, one of the things I really recommend guys, and, and this is where like technology is handy is, you know, put it in your phone that you're going to reflect on your progress each week. Just, you know, stick it on the Sunday alert or Friday alert, whatever you want and put it on weekly and just, just give yourself like invest five to 10 minutes a week in reflecting on your progress of your T90 plan. Okay. Just look at it. Just look at the plan. Be like, oh, how's that going? You know, I said that I was going to lose, I don't know, eight pounds a month. Okay. So I was going to lose an average of two pounds a week. This week I only lost one pound. Okay. That's cool. Why did that happen? What could I do better next week? What, which were the areas that were lacking a little bit? And all of this is just coming back to taking an objective approach, just almost treating yourself as the client and you're the coach, you know, um, not getting caught up in, oh God, I only lost one pound this week. I'm rubbish. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have a tub of ice cream just to drown my sorrows, <laughs> right? Um, so regularly reflecting, you know, you know, invest five, 10 minutes a week in yourself. Yeah. Um, regularly ask yourself, this is a really big question, guys. How could this be more enjoyable or what would make this more enjoyable? Okay. It, joy is probably, in my opinion, the single, how can I put the, the single biggest magic ingredient to lasting sustainable transformation. You've got to enjoy the process. Now, sometimes you can do that by just, again, just changing the meaning to the action, you know, um, changing the, the, the meaning to doing it. So, uh, so this, you know, look at cooking. A lot of people look at cooking as like a, a time waste or it's, it's a, you know, it's a, it's a chore and that that's the, the meaning that they've attached to something like cooking. Whereas if you just switch that in your mind and, and think, oh, I'm going to create something awesome tonight. You know, let's have some fun. Let's, let's, let's try out a new recipe. Let's put some like, music on in the background. Let's, let's, let's get the kids involved. Let's teach them how to make something really kind of a little bit exotic or a new recipe or, you know, so you can, so you could turn something that would normally be a chore and you can turn it into something that you actually enjoy and you create joy in the process and you, you enjoy the food more. And it, and it all has like a, a self-perpetuating improvement because if you enjoy the cooking process, you're going to spend more time being mindful about the eating process. If you just cook something just for the sake of cooking it, 
then you're probably just going to eat it being mindless and just just like watching telly and it's just you're just eating for the sake of just getting full okay so joy is really important um don't try and do it on your own you know it, it's just a suggestion but um you know get a coach or get a accountability buddy or you know ask your partner for support just just don't try and do all of it on your own uh because it's hard and you need you need that support so a few stress hacks as well you know because everyone gets a little bit stressed <laughs> particularly at the moment <laughs> um so you know i'm a big fan of journaling i've mentioned this time and time and time again i've used lots of different here's one thing i've learned about journaling because i've used the five minute journal i've used the digital journals like the day one journal i've got the self journal currently i use the journal on my um on that app that i just told you about this success wizard um it doesn't matter what the hell you use you could use a, a pen and notepad okay it's more it's the act of getting your getting all your thoughts on on some form of paper or computer or whatever it is it doesn't really matter but whatever's on your mind that's kind of kind of you know you know when you've got like a, a boiling uh, pan and it's just bubbling over yeah that can happen in your brain it's like it's just bubbling 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 blah, 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 like that you know just what happens is when you just get some words on paper or you know onto your computer or on your phone it's just like someone's just turned down the temperature a little bit and that bubble has just come down it's no longer boiling okay it's just warm yeah and that's the that's the same thing you, you know so that's what journaling does it just helps you get a little bit clearer okay one of the things that can really help is the diaphragmatic breathing a lot of our uh, lpt members have done a lot of is is diaphragmatic breathing so breathing how we're meant to breathe so belly breathing okay um obviously you know meditations and mind being mindful um with your food mindful walking mindful meditation using apps like headspace calm um i'm using sam harris's um what's it called waking up app at the moment highly recommend that app because it has a lot of has a lot of education so if you're quite into learning a bit more about mindfulness and understanding what what the whole point of meditation is you know if you're one of these people that i was one of these people that was like i keep hearing everyone talk about meditation sounds a bit like airy fairy um i think i want to i want to be sold on it a bit more first i want to understand it more what, what why really is it useful that's the the perp that's why i would recommend uh, the waking up app um, and it's free for there's quite a lot of free um, education in there there's a few free meditations in there um, another stress hack just just yeah have have fun play you know don't take life too seriously um, you know I think I think it's hard at the moment to not do that um, but life's too short guys isn't it so uh, music creating a relaxation playlist on spotify highly recommend that you know um there's actually a lot of playlists in spotify that you don't even have to create your own on like if you if you go on to just search playlists and relax playlists and sleep you're going to find loads okay um and then just to finish off with a few diet hacks as well so obviously if you're not already you know, batch cooking just really does make life a lot easier. 
you know, just at the very least batch cooking some protein, batch cooking some, some chicken for the week ahead for your curries and whatever, you know, it just saves your time. So if you're a busy person, uh, then that really saves a lot of time. If you're not already aware, LPT, we have our own, uh, we have our own meal prep service now as well. I use myself for lunches. Uh, so you can, you can ask us about that. Uh, supplementation helps with diet. So if you're, if you're a busy person, protein powders, greens powders, you know, it's a bit of a no brainer, really. You, you know, you can actually get a lot of the nutrients that you get from some of these supplements that you can't get from, from food. Um, a big, a big one, a real simple one, guys, is just rotating a two week meal plan. Okay. So, you know, keep it simple you know, eat meals that you really enjoy, create, you know, your, your, your breakfasts, you're probably not going to want more than two or three breakfasts that you rotate. You're probably not going to want more than four or five dinners in total that you rotate. And lunches, uh, again, two or three, okay, that you rotate. So having a two-week meal plan that you rotate that, that can give you loads of different, so it might be Friday night, like for me personally, like Friday's always our curry night, okay? Um, Saturday is usually like our steak night. If you kind of theme your, your days and your meals, it helps you with preparation when you go shopping, okay? Um, it gives you structure, gives you, you, you kind of know what you're doing. But if you do that and you, and you rotate it every two weeks, it also, variation is, is quite a key to sustainability. You know, if you, if you just eat the same thing all the time, then obviously from a nutritional standpoint, you, you can start to develop some nutrient deficiencies, okay? But you can also get a bit bored. So having a varied diet, having a colorful diet within that two week meal plan is really important. Getting lots of different fruits and vegetables in there with um, a, a bigger ratio of vegetables to fruits if possible, particularly if your goal is weight loss. Okay. Exercise hacks, obviously, like I said, you know, get a good coach. Um, uh, ideally if you're doing home workouts on your own, you know, use your body weight. Your body weight is, a, is the best exercise piece of equipment you can buy. You know, save yourself thousands of pounds of, on treadmills and cycle bikes and use your body weight. You know, those of you who have been training with me for the last 14 weeks or however long it is on Zoom, you know that you can work very, pretty damn hard, right? Just with your body weight. So, um, so yeah, I mean, keep it real simple. Again, you want to have a pushing movement. You want to have a pulling movement. You want to have a core movement and some sort of rotational movement, you know, and that's it. Uh, you know, just rotate those four types of movements, okay? Try and get at least 10, 12 minutes of work in, and it will tra transform you. I I'm, I'm a massive fan of the kettlebell for home workouts. It's so versatile. It's the one piece of kit I would recommend investing in. Um, yeah, and, and get your 10K steps in. So that, that's pretty much... Um, I've gone past the hour. So um, the last thing I was going to say, celebrate your T90 wins. This is really important. So one last little tip I'd recommend is to celebrate your wins. So give yourself, 
you've done your goals, you've set your 290 goals, have a think about how you're going to reward yourself when you hit those goals. Okay. This is the, this is the carrot and stick goal setting method. Okay. It does work. So humans are motivated by reward and punishment. Okay. So why wouldn't you use both of those forces for good? You know, um, most people, are more motivated by pain than pleasure, believe it or not, okay? So if I said to you, Natalia, if you don't hit your goals in 90 days time, I want you to do 500 burpees for me, live on Facebook, I'm pretty confident that's gonna motivate you more than if you said you're gonna treat yourself to a, um, a day at the spa, <laughs> okay? <laughs> Yeah. Now, you know, uh, when you're setting yourself the punishment, you know, you're doing it sort of tongue in cheek a little bit, you know, but this is why the last part of it is important is you, you go public with it. All right. You put it out there. You tell your friends, you put it on Facebook, you tell LPT members, this is what I'm doing. Okay. Um, and you, you choose a punishment that, I actually don't like the word punishment because you choose, you choose something that's going to, you, you almost weirdly enjoy, but hate. Okay. You know, so maybe you choose something that you, you quite like, but if you were to do it at an extreme level, it'd be quite challenging. Like I really enjoy, I quite enjoy things like box jumps. Okay, but if you told me to do a thousand box jumps, I'd be like, oh, fuck, you know, I really don't want to do that. <laughs> I'd really, I'd really rather just achieve my calorie deficit enough each day to get my body fat percentage down to achieve my 90 day body fat percentage goal than to do a thousand box jumps. Okay, um, but if you combine setting a reward goal with a punishment and going public with it, and and you've got a t90 plan to top it off that last bit is like the icing on the cake okay so um so what i'm going to do i'm just going to um i'm just going to stop the share i'm going to stop the record <laughs>